0: You know, there's one very good reason why BC can't ever pat itself on the back for our COVID-19 situation, for the things that we have done. That reason is Little Mountain Place. For more on this now, we're joined by the Vancouver Suns, Vaughn Palmer. Good morning, Vaughn. Yeah, good morning, Simmy. Yeah, that's Little Mountain Place is the the story that just keeps continuing for all the wrong reasons, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so virtually all the residents... Uh, There have uh, COVID-19 infected. A third of the residents have died. Seventy percent of the staff infected. And for a long time, you couldn't even get that sort of information out of the system. It took leaks from uh, relatives of the residents themselves. We've had an invest. uh, Thanks again to a leak. We've had an investigator who was sent in by the health authority who said, well, you know, it looked as if staff were working through. Uh, you know, he he, re, he described the phenomenon of presenteeism, which I guess right. is the opposite of absenteeism. And, you know, he, well-intentioned staff saying, I'm going to hang in there. I don't think my symptoms are real, all that. And it's, you know, it's the worst example. But we do have six long-term care facilities in B.C. where more than 20 people have died. So I think um, I'm encouraged that... The senior's advocate, Isabel McKenzie, has said she's going to look into all this. She's responded to concerns from residents, and she's going to investigate what went wrong. Um, I see her telling the woman mails, Justine Hunter, that. She says, uh, I'm concerned. She says, uh, what kind of care is being delivered to the people who are still living there, given that, as she points out, 70% of the staff have been infected?
0: Yeah, seventy percent of the staff infected, and you know yeah. what? The thing is, you try to get answers on this, and it's like running around in a circle. We tried the same thing, and it's almost yep. like Adrian Dix, the health minister, is refusing to acknowledge that there was there was clearly a, a communication problem with the staff there.
1: Yeah, and you know, there's an irony here, which is that uh, when Isabel Mackenzie was appointed. Uh, as seniors advocate what seven years ago this spring uh, her reports have often been very critical of long-term care and the new democrats have repeatedly cited her reports as reasons why they have to reform long-term care so here she is now and she's been saying this all fall we need better screening of staff in long-term care we need uh In the absence of other testing being available, it isn't enough just to interview them. It isn't enough just to get them to disclose their symptoms. We should be rapid testing. Rapid testing isn't infallible, but it would help screen people who are asymptomatic or who are working through when they shouldn't be and make long-term care safer. And the New Democrats have ignored that.
0: And it's, I I wonder if, even with the rapid testing, one of the benefits would also be just letting the staff members yeah. know how serious the situation is and, yeah. and that they should be more on top of it. I have heard
1: that some staff members would welcome it because, of course, they have to work alongside people who are asymptomatic. Yeah. So, and, you know, again, McKenzie has made this point. It, it works, you know, it isn't infallible. We know that for the NHL, it isn't infallible for the film industry, but. It does increase the level of safety. And again, uh, you know, she was on yesterday with Mike Smith on NW, and she was again lamenting the plight of the families of people in long-term care. They can't visit their relatives. They're locked out. And this great feeling that people are being confined to their rooms, they're not being looked after, the virus may be loose in the facility. We see that. Um, this is this has become a real mess. And I, as I said, I, I th- I'm encouraged that Mackenzie is stepping in. I gather she's been under a lot of pressure to back really? off on this. The government doesn't want her doing this, right? I mean, they, they as I said, they welcomed her. Um, they welcomed her when she was putting out reports critical of the liberals yeah but they don't welcome her second guessing adrian dix and dr bonnie henry on on rapid testing i notice uh, this week dr henry has kind of opened the door that maybe we will be moving to rapid testing on this so again that's encouraging uh, we're moving in the right direction um, You had Adrian Dix on last week on Friday. He did this thing he always does. You know, we're doing
0: better than everywhere else.
1: (laughs) That excuse is where he
0: really is. Oh, it really is. There's a continual failure to acknowledge when there is an issue. And I don't understand what the problem is with that. Well, and the other thing, I think your
1: interview and some of the other interviews that have happened also highlight one of the limitations of the way the new democrats have managed this pandemic and these regular twice a week media briefings are great in terms of sharing information we all use them we've all learned a lot from them they do share information but the format does Preclude the kind of thing that you've been able to do in radio interviews and others have and that is follow up questions we're all limited right one question and one follow up if they conduct the question once twice you move on so uh, the the politicians, the governments have taken advantage of this. They've taken advantage by say, by just ducking questions and not answering them. Um, they've put news organizations in the position of you may have 10 or 12 things you want to know. You're only going to get two questions. You're only going to get on twice a week. So mm-hmm. I can see why the government wants to stick to this format. But seriously, I think the time has come for more open and more freewheeling willing press conferences as well, yeah. so that some of the stuff they don't want to talk about, we can get at that information as well.
0: You've several times mentioned, oh, when this is all over and we have the public inquiry. Do you think, uh-huh, yes. Yes. Do you think
1: that will actually happen? <laughs> yes, you're so witty, Simi. Yeah, yeah, right. Now, the New Democrats, as we know, are enormous fans of public inquiries. We got a public inquiry into money laundering because that is framed To shed light on what an awful neglectful job the bc liberals did on money laundering but it's one thing to order a public inquiry into something like that it would be another thing to order a public inquiry into how the new democrats handled the pandemic that might reflect badly on their performance and i wouldn't expect to see it the same response to calls for a public inquiry into site c sure look back at the liberal decision to go ahead with it and try to get it, you know, too far along so the New Democrats couldn't cancel it. But a public inquiry into how the New Democrats decided to go ahead and continue construction or what they've known for a year about that, which they still haven't told us, um, that's another matter. I would not expect to see a public inquiry into those things.
0: Right. Have we ever had the case of a sitting government having a public inquiry on what they they did?
1: Yeah, the um <laughs> The New Democrats ordered a public inquiry into the Nanaimo bingo scandal. Right. And let's see, when we finally got around to a general election after that, and there were a whole bunch of reasons, they were reduced to two seats in the House. Um, was it the federal liberals uh, that ordered a, uh, an inquiry into the big scandal oh, of right. uh, grants in Quebec? And again, uh, they lost power. So, no, I, I think you order public inquiry inquiries, um, never ask a question of a public inquiry that you don't already know the answer to. And don't ask questions that might reflect badly on how you've done. I think there's a general rule that's the approach governments have taken.
0: So how does that make your public inquiry more likely or not more likely?
1: Well, I think Mackenzie, you know, is gutsy, and yes. give her a lot of credit. She's going to look into this thing whether they like it or not, and she's already, I think, produced some information that um, has reflected badly on how this thing has been handled. So, I have some confidence that that she can uh, get somewhere on this. Anyway, I think uh, the residents, the families um, at places like Little Mountain Place, uh, will be reassured. Uh, they've already there done a good job of making sure the story got out they you know they were given zoom conversations right with the mm. officials and they taped those and they leaked them and had they not done that you know we would not have known as much as we know about what was going on at That's little Mountain Place.
0: that is unreal all right vaughn thank you
1: bye bye